0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. Russell also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and went up to 20 times the amount in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. dollars Russell also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 40% on their football season special. When you use promo code SGP, VSIN.com slash subscribe. Promo code SGP. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for player props, parlays, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and make smarter bets today. I'm just about that action, boss. back with another edition of the nfl gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network no me know the voice of the guy it's me really real villain or else we're all junior here at your service tell them to bring me my money here Here we go money talk. talk here comes the money Tell him to bring me my money. All right. And you know it's Thursday night football preview. So I have my guy Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up.
1: Surprise. Doing pretty well. Looking forward to it. Should be a pretty good Thursday night game. Uh, a couple of the ones we had earlier this year were snooze fest, if we're being honest, but the spread is close. Total's decently high. Should be a fun division game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And th- th- this is what everybody assumes is going to be the high-flying, big lights, big, you know, you have the Lions, you have the Packers, but I, I-, I just, hmm. It just feels like this is going to be what we are used to seeing on Thursday night. This is going to be a boring game. And by boring, I mean it's going to be a lot of good defenses. The offenses aren't going to look that good on a short week. And we're probably going to go under the total again.
1: Probably. But at least the game might be competitive.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely be a competitive game. What was not a competitive game was last week between the San Francisco 49ers and the lowly New York Giants who weren't even in the game at all. It was very disappointing, very a uh, very tough to see as a New York Giants fan. But you know, we are on to another week. I hit another first touchdown bet, Ronnie Bell, 40 to 1. Shout out to Jake for bringing that to our attention. And in the chat, we were able to add that to the card last week. And I gave it out on the SGP show that I did right after Ronnie Bell 40 to 1. Scott, 3-0. 3-0 first time
1: best. Yeah. yeah I mean,
0: it's at this point. I have zero expectations for this week. I mean, I I'm just I just made the picks and I'm just letting them be whatever they are. I I I, I didn't want to change up my process at all. I didn't want to – affect anything i just wanted to sit here and say here here's the best because this is an absolute heater that i don't know if i'll ever replicate in my life
1: i mean i'm not near you i, I got i got i'm trying to remember <laughs> if i got one or two
0: you got uh T. i think Hockinson. i have one i think i have T. one yeah I, think yeah I got
1: hawkinson i think that was it so yeah you're ahead of me by a couple
0: Yeah. All right. So let's I mean, we we can go ahead and get into the slate. Like Like you said, the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers, this line opened up. Lions minus one and a half. I've seen it flip up and down. That point has tried that half a point that hook has tried to come down. So I've seen some minus ones out there. There are some minus one, one and a half out there. Consensus says it's still at minus one and a half, but it could just watch the line. Totals at 46, 46 and a half is where it opened that. So you're losing half a point there. Uh, let's see what we can scramble up here in an injury report for this game whenever well that's frozen my computer screen's frozen hold on let's go try to pull this back up on my phone here uh so same thing for the green bay packers as we've been trying to figure out for the past week and some chains is aaron jones playing
1: i think he's going to It 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 sounds sounds like like he's been practicing earlier in the week, and he should
0: be ready to go. And that's what I'm kind of reading of it. I have handicapped this game and everything off of Aaron Jones playing. Finally, what is not as clear and what probably should be, what would hopefully be as clear. Aaron Jones first two days of practice was limited. Christian Watson, who did not participate the first day of practice. And then he did. Well, the Packers only held a walkthrough on Tuesday, so everybody really, you know, uh, did not do much. Uh, There was actually no practice on Monday and a walkthrough on Tuesday, so that's all they did. This short week is – that's just crazy. They didn't even really practice this week. There was no practice on Monday, so everybody is really a DNP. The only uh, limited participants are people that came in and just kind of did some light stuff, but uh, nobody participated in practice on Monday. Everybody did a walk through on Tuesday, so it's really hard to gauge on who actually is really, really ready for this game. But the injuries that we do have listed for the Packers: Zaire Alexander with a back injury, David bacchiari uh, with rest. You have uh, Devontae Campbell, an ankle injury; Lashawn Garia, knee injury; Elton Jenkins, a knee injury; Aaron Jones, a hamstring; Christian Watson, a hamstring; Carrington Valentine. Uh, cornerback biceps, Zach Tom, Lyman knee, and Zane Alexander, a safety with the hamstring. So rather extensive, but it's football season. That's what we kind of expect to see at this point. For the Lions, the Lions did conduct walkthroughs on Monday and Tuesday. So not really, again, can't really tell you too much of who practiced, who didn't, because they only did walkthroughs. But here we have Taylor Decker. Ankle injury, uh, he is questionable. You have David Montgomery with that thigh injury. Emmanuel Mosley with the knee hamstring injury. You have Frank Ragnar with a uh, veteran's rest. You have Matt Nelson, ankle injury. Another uh, tackle there on that line, Jonah Jackson, a guard, thigh injury. So a lot of offensive line injuries and uh, a couple of defensive injuries with David Montgomery as well for the Detroit Lions there.
1: Yeah, by the way, it does sound like Montgomery is going to play according to earlier yes. reports.
0: That's what it sounds like. It sounds like to me as well. All right. I mean, for me, it's just it's simple. You take the under for sure. I mean, is Jared Goff outside? It's not a good yeah. combination.
1: Uh, I don't know about that though, because they did beat Green Bay in the final game of the season in Lambo last year. So I don't know how Yeah, much well, actually, yeah. Uh, when
0: it was their freaking Super Bowl, they had nothing to play for. They couldn't even make the playoffs. The win made nothing for them to make the playoffs. I, really I think my point, was Go- Goff has been,
1: my point is Goff's been better outdoors uh, recently than he was earlier in his career. That's kind of my point.
0: Has he really? I'm going I, I to double check that. I don't think so, but I'm going to double check that while you continue to talk. But
1: My, my point is I, I understand the argument, though, is that Goff maybe doesn't exactly make people feel that comfortable I don't think Goff's that bad. And I think he's actually been decent for the last year and change. And I feel like a lot of people are still kind of remembering him from all the really bad moments that he had during that like year or two span. But I, I don't think he's that bad. Simply put, I, I think he's okay. But I guess the question I have to ask for you is even if you aren't the biggest Goff fan, are you a fan of small sample size Jordan Love? Like, who do you yeah, think has the better quarterback in this matchup? I think it's easily Detroit.
0: I mean, I guess you could say that because of veteranship, but I'm pretty sold on on even when Jordan Love has looked bad. He still made some really good plays and helped lead that team to come back from 17 nothing in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, like, once again, I'm not saying Jordan Love's bad. I'm just saying if you're asking me who I think is better right now, I think Jared Goff's better. Plus, I don't know if the outdoors thing for Jared Goff even applies because didn't they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead in week one?
0: Yeah, they, they beat the Chiefs, but he didn't but look good. Fine. Did you think he looked good? They didn't. I that offense did not fine. look good. That offense I thought, I thought did Goff not look was good. Fine in that they game. they they scored fourteen points on offense. The, they had a defensive touchdown that game. Only scored twenty-one. They only scored two touchdowns on offense. That's yeah, really bad.
1: The Chiefs also have a top-five defense in the league, so I, I think once again, do they? they
0: were, of, I don't think it's a top. Five. The Chiefs this year, hell yeah, they got a top-five. No, five defense I don't the think the it's league. a top-five. You no, there's a whole but the Green Bay I think has a better defense than the Chiefs.
1: I completely disagree. I think Kansas City so far this year easily has a top five defense. Then again, Chris Jones didn't play in week one, so that also applies. But still, no, I think Kansas City is a very, very good defense.
0: I think that I I, I would put Green Bay above them with with the pass rushers that Green Bay has and that secondary, and plus they have probably one of the better quarters in the, corners in the league. I, I think I'm putting Green Bay above them.
1: Well, we, it, Jair is going to play in this game or no? Because he missed last week.
0: He is questionable. I mean, I can't really say much. We're, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It's yeah, so that's hard, the
1: point. Is that They have a very good corner, but he wasn't there last week and their secondary got torched. So it kind of depends if Jair suits up or not.
0: Either way, I don't think that... I don't think Jared Goff is all of that in a bag of chips. That's ultimately what I'm saying. And I think that this is a little bit of a regression in a short week. I Like there's a lot of people that feel like this is going to be some, like a hundred point game. Like there's going to be go bet the over Jared Goff going to go out here. And again, he's played on Thursday night outdoors before and the offense only amounted to 14 points. I don't think that this is going to be an over game. I think this is clearly an under game. The point the the issue that I have is if, I like the lions to actually get a win in green Bay, which is something that they very seldom have done over the past 30 plus years or so a little bit more in, in recent history. But uh, if you look at here, the lions since 2011, they're four and eight straight up in green Bay, which is actually, again, pretty impressive compared to the last 30 plus years or so five and seven ATS as a favorite, they're one and one straight up and the over is two and zero in those games. Uh, and every I'm time talking, they were I'm a favorite they
1: were favored in two games, they were they so were the only time.
0: Games? So, the only reason they were favorite is because that those were backup quarterbacks, they have uh, never been favored since it was like some crazy stat that's like some 1960 or something like that. They have never been a favorite when the Packers had their starting quarterback until today, okay? So, the, those were backup quarterbacks, and they still went one and one, by the way. So, Lion team history does not do well as a favorite in Green Bay. Or, well, it's one and one, but still, those are backup quarterbacks. I I, I think I trust Matt LaFleur. I think I just trust Matt LaFleur more than Dan Campbell in this spot, in this Lions team. I was already down on this Lions team earlier on in the season, and I felt like they were just that 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 cute team that everybody really really wanted to be good. Like, oh yeah, the Lions are finally going to be good. They're finally going to win the division. We should get behind the Lions. Everybody's talking about Super Bowl apparitions. All this, the defense still looks pretty bad. There's there's I haven't shown me anything on offense that makes me feel like I a hundred percent need to back them. Matt Lafleur is four and one as a divisional dog. ATS. Uh, now, none of none of those situations have been against Detroit. They've never been a divisional dog against Detroit, but four and one against the Bears and the Vikings when he's an underdog currently sports his worst ATS record in division two and six ATS versus the Lions compared to five and three ATS against the Vikings and nine and zero against the Bears. Bears really suck, man. Uh, I. It, it, it feels like this is a hundred percent a coin toss game. This is not by any means a lock of me, but I'm I'm rolling with the team that I thought was better going into this, and I think they have the better defense, and this is a Thursday night game where defense rules, so I'm rolling with Green Bay.
1: So going into the year, I picked Green Bay to win the division. I just thought that Detroit was a bit overvalued, and I thought that Green Bay was gonna have to. Be
0: Should I get the music?
1: I wasn't going to Benedict. I, want to oh, okay. I I still I still think that these teams are very close to each other. I think I was underestimating Detroit, though. Detroit is better than I thought they were going to be. Please don't I,
0: Benedict because I don't have the music ready.
1: I wasn't going to Benedict. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying Detroit is better than I thought they were going to be, but I still think it's kind of a toying cause for that division. But I disagree completely about Detroit's defense. They were bad for one game at home against Geno Smith. I thought they were good against Kansas City, and they gave up six points last week. I know Atlanta doesn't exactly have a great passing game, but they shut down Bijan that counts for something. I don't think this defense is that bad. So I think that's one of the bigger surprises. I really did not think they'd have a good defense at all uh, going into the year, and it's kind of been better than anticipated. Now, for Green Bay, they had a very nice win last week. They came from behind. I do want to ask you, though, how much of that is credit and how much of that's kind of luck that Derek Carr got injured?
0: Mm, I mean, they it wasn't like the... It wasn't like they were going out there. Um, Derek Carr and the Saints wasn't out there doing God's work on offense or anything like that before just Derek they Carr got down injured. Like the defense was, the defense certain- was doing their part. The portion of the entire game is just the fact that the offense could not get moving at all whatsoever. So I don't think it's, I don't think Derek Carr going down had much to do with it at all. I, I think that the defense was playing pretty solid. They only gave up seventeen points to that. Portion despite the offense literally not being able to get anything going. I, I think that uh, it, it didn't it didn't play anything into my handicap of thinking, oh, Derek Carr went down. That's why they ended up getting a win.
1: I, I kind of have to mention it because they were down 17-0 and then Carr got injured and Winston was fine. They actually had a shot that a go-ahead field goal about a minute ago and they missed the field goal. But still, I think for this game, first of all, I agree with the under. It's a no-brainer under for me. I'm not making a case for the over in Green Bay. It's not freezing in Green Bay yet, but it's still outdoors, and I think both offenses are going to be a little bit, I'd say, I don't want to say flat, but I'd say maybe a little bit shaky since you have to bring back a couple running backs that haven't exactly played in a week or two. So I do wonder how the rotations are going to work there in the backfield. I think for this game, I think I am an only to Detroit. I don't feel great about it. I think it's a three-point game. I I really think it's going to come down to the wire. But my favorite play is the under. I think you can argue that the side's a coin toss, but I do think that Detroit, talent-wise, is the slightly better roster. So I am going to lean to Detroit. But I do like the under. I think the under is a good spot. I think that this total's way too high. And I think that you're probably going to see a game reach probably the low 40s, give or take. I I could see a 23-20 type game. That's kind of what I'm anticipating.
0: I think Detroit is really overhyped.
1: I think they were overhyped too. I just once again was so anti-hype that I might have underrated them in the process. Um, I think I overdid it. That's kind I,
0: of I, I I, no, I just I I haven't. I mean, I think the only thing and the only thing that's impressed me to this point is the run defense. I think that's really it. Outside of that, they're really lukewarm against the pass. Uh, okay. They're terrible against tight ends. Like they they give up this. The secondary is just not it and. Then you take out C.J. Gardner-Johnson, where that's a huge L that I don't think anybody's really talking about, how the fact he's not even coming back this season and what he meant and signing him meant for this secondary, what his energy just brings to the defense. And, I mean, that's how you beat the Packers, and that's why I had the Lions over the Packers, because I thought that, okay, yeah, they can stop the run. If you stop the run and you make Desmond Ritter a passer, then, of course, you're going to be not Packers, but the Falcons. Uh, of then, of course, you're going to beat the Falcons. And unfortunately, the Packers, what they can't do is stop the run. And that's the issue. Like They can't stop the run, and that's why the, the Falcons make that a closer game. And I think it's a little bit of – Like people are going to have a little bit of gambler's theory to this. Oh, the Packers lost to the Falcons. Oh, the Lions just beat the Falcons. We should all get on the Lions because that means the Lions are better than the Packers. And I don't think that's the case. I think the Packers have a better defense. I think they – I don't think that the quarterback is – the quarterback difference is that much of a difference. Yes, golf is ahead of him by veteranship, leadership, all that stuff. Golf is ahead of him, but I don't think it's that big of a difference. And I actually think that if Jer- Aaron Jones comes back, that's going to really even the playing field between these two teams. So uh, let's go ahead. And before we get into our first touchdown bets, I got to talk to you about the game time app because game time is where you can go and get the. Best possible deals for wherever, concert, playoff games, hey, WNBA playoffs going on. Kicking off in about 30 minutes. we trying to get up out of here so so I can watch the game uninterrupted. And we also have, what, you could get WWE events, you can get comedy concerts, you can get all this stuff. Just go download the Game Time app and look around. Don't even do nothing yet. Just look around, and I promise you, you'll find something you're interested in, Lois price guaranteed especially for last minute tickets download the game time app create an account and use code cfbx for $20 off your first purchase and again if game time game time always means you'll get the best possible price so if you find a ticket in the same section or row for less they will credit you 110 of the difference again create an account and redeem code cfbx for $20 off download the game time app last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed we're also already about underdog fantasy Look, here's a chance where you can win 20 times your money in a single game by going and placing an underdog lineup. If you followed us the last NFL Gambling Podcast, you made money because guess what? We hit another underdog lineup on this show. I mean, Scott and I are just underdog lineup kings at some point. We need to change our names because we're just going to keep hitting these three picks. And so from now until October 4th, underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. Just make sure you use code sgp in and they will match your first deposit up to $500. Plus you have $100,000 Sundays continuing with underdog fantasy. So make sure that you use the $100 $100,000 player of the week and you'll have a chance to win $10,000 at the end of the week. Shout out to all the people who are underdog's favorite by winning the $10,000 and not me. I will continue to advocate for myself every single week. And again, underdog, if you do pick me I promise you, I am planning on using a good portion of the money back into Underdog. So that's more opportunities to get your money back. I mean, I just, I feel like a lot of people are going to take the money and run. I'm planning on reinvesting the money back into you. So I think you should really pick me. When you sign up for promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. First touchdown. Scott, over to you. Who are all of your first touchdown scores?
1: Okay. Uh, So for the first touchdown score here, I decided, to since it is a pretty even game based on the spread, I did end up taking two players from each team. So starting off with the cheaper option, I'm assuming he's going to play, and since the Packers are not good against the run, I had to take Montgomery. I just had to do it. Uh, So I'm going to go with Montgomery at 8-1. to I feel like it's a bit weird that he's currently priced – uh, with better odds than Gibbs's, which I think is pretty weird because once again, Gibbs has no touchdowns on the season. He's not a red zone back and Montgomery's supposed to play. So I feel like the only reason why Gibbs is cheaper is because they're not sure if Montgomery's going to play or if they do, they're not sure what his workload is going to be, but he's the goal line guy. So if he doesn't play, my bet gets voided anyway. So I can take a gamble with that, but give me Montgomery. Uh, first touchdown score at plus 800. That's my cheapest option, but I do think, once again, when you're looking at the Green Bay run defense, I got to take somebody who's going to get all the goal line touches. And after having Jamal Williams on my fantasy team last year, I know how often Dan Campbell loves his goal line backs in in the goal line situations. Give me Montgomery at plus 800 as my first choice. For my second choice, I thought about Laporta at 14-1, to but Green Bay against tight ends this season have actually been decent. I think I'm just going to go with – do I want to go with relative chalk there? Uh, I think I might actually – you know, and now I like him too much. Give me Laporta at 14-1. to I just like him too much as a player. I wanted to go with Amon Ra, and I'm not sure if Jair is going to play, so I got to keep an eye out for that. But I do think looking at Laporta, I was a big fan of him at Iowa. I think he's just a very solid pass catcher. I believe he has the most receptions in tight end history. In his first three games, that's NFL history. I think he has the most receptions. So the Lions love using him. I think he's a great tight end. And I do think that he's able to get open a pretty decent amount. If you saw how good he looked against Atlanta last week, I think 14 to one, just a pretty low. I think it's a pretty high number. I think it should be lower based on how often he gets targeted. I see DraftKings is 12 to one. So shopping around, you can find better value. I'll go with Laporta at 14 to one. Uh, moving on to my two Packers here. I have Romeo Dobbs at 15-1. I have to. He's got three touchdowns this year. He had a touchdown last week. He seems like he's Love's favorite target in the red zone. Maybe Watson plays this week. Maybe he doesn't. But Dobbs and Love seem to have a chemistry. And I do like 15-1 to for a guy that's already had three touchdowns this season. So give me Dobbs at 15-1. to And my last one is going to pretty much come as no surprise. I am taking a quarterback. I am going to go with Jordan Love. And I can currently get Jordan Love at the best price I see is 28 to 1. I'm taking 28 to 1. He had a touchdown last week. He's mobile. They can occasionally use read options or he could just run for himself. But 28 to 1 for a mobile quarterback is a good price. You know that uh, the people that listen to this show know that Terrell and I tend to gravitate to at least one quarterback, occasionally two, but Love's mobile and he's 28 to 1. Like That price is a little bit nuts to me. Give me Jordan Love at 28 to 1. All right. I'm assuming we're going to overlap on love, if I had to guess. No. Really? That surprised me. Okay. Did not. I take it back.
0: All right. Time people's been waiting for. This feels like a lot of pressure, but you know what? It's just another day for me, and we're going to see what happens with it. Let's kick things off. I'll go ahead and start where we did agree. I have Sam Laporta at 14-1. He is, you know, extremely He's so effective. Good. He's currently – so I believe that he is currently has the most receiving yards of any tight end in the league. He has. Uh, oh yeah. And that's the stat you were looking for, which is the, he has the most receiving yards of any tight end in the first three games of their career.
1: It was either receiving yards or receptions, but the point is he's putting up historic numbers in his first three games.
0: So Sam Laporta has the currently the most receiving yards of any tight end in the league. Uh, One, historically, the most of anybody in the first three games of their career. Second most receptions of any tight end in the league. Okay. Eight. I
1: was, I was and close. So,
0: right. so we have all of that going for Sam Laporta. Really, really good tight end. And they've been utilizing him in the offense. And what I didn't hear you mention is that Amara is a little banged up. So, you know, I mean, there could be no Zy- Alexander, but they're kind of just really just kind of trotting Amara, St. Brown out there, which is crazy. Because his dad had so much to say for people that weren't, you know, people that got injured all the time. And now I'm in dealing with all these injuries. But as there we go, Sam Laporta, number one, 14-1. for my other Detroit Lion. I went with the tight end. Give me Brock White at 55 to one. Brock White. Look, he's on the field. He's on the field. Forty seven percent of the time in this offense, like he still gets the work and. I already envision it. Like, I already can kind of see how they do it where they line up like they're going to run the ball. They've probably been running the ball pretty effectively because, again, the Packers' 10th most rushing yards allowed to in the running back position. I think the Lions are going to run the ball effectively here, but. When they get in close, they're going to switch it up a little bit, and I can see a Brock White into the flat, and Jared Goff gets the option and flicks it over to him for a touchdown, and we score 55-1. So give me Brock White 55-1. to I think that's a really good angle there. He's on the field, and I just think that's horribly mispriced for somebody that should probably be maybe around closer to 35, maybe 40. 55 just seems like a a, a steal for somebody who at some point in the season is going to get a red zone touchdown. So I'll take a chance, Brock White at 55-1. For my Packers, I went with another tight end. Three tight ends and first touchdown score this week. Luke Musgrave at 16-1. And this is really just a full-on fade of the Lions. The Lions giving up the most receiving yards to the tight end position. And Luke Musgrave is kind of similar in that Sam Laporta territory of rookie tight ends of they have the opportunity and they should be really good. He had a breakout week last week where he caught six of eight balls, and uh, was able to put up a lot of PPR points. Now I expect to see him get into the end zone this week. Hopefully, first touchdown score, but we'll see. I got him at 16-1. to And for my last, the Green Bay Packers defense at 35-1 to because Jerichoff is outdoors. Jerichoff is going to a hostile Green Bay environment that is going to literally, I mean, they might be throwing trash at these players when they come out the tunnel because the fans remember The players remember that this Green Bay team knocked them out of the playoffs, not Green Bay, this Lions team knocked them out of the playoffs when they had nothing to play for. This Lions team knocked them out of playoffs when they had nothing to play for. I think that Green Bay, just the environment, Lambeau Field is going to be rocking. I think this defense is going to be flying all over the field. If Zaire Alexander is healthy, if the rest of the secondary is healthy, I think that Jared Goff is going to give them opportunities and they could potentially scoop and score, pick six, anything like that. I have the special teams attached to it so I can get a special teams touchdown. If that is the case as well, 35 to 1, I'll take a chance in fate and Jared Goff in this spot. So, they're my first touchdown scores. Sampora 14 to one. Brock White, 55 to 1. Luke Musgrave, 16 to 1, and Green Bay Packers defense and special teams 35 to 1. Whew, Scott. Felt the pressure there. If history- There's no pressure
1: on me, that's the problem with you know being on the top. I can't relate. So you're on your and own I- in that area.
0: And granted, I really did want to get behind one of the running backs, but you know my rule. I'm not putting anything. You go 10, on, you
1: go 10 to 1 or higher.
0: 10 to 1, and that's it. Like, there's no, I, I just don't see the value in going for a first touchdown. It's not 10 to 1. So, all right. Before we get into our props, I got to talk to you about VSIN because you can sign up now and save 40% off football season special with VSIN. Promo code SGPN. Make sure you use slash subscribe for. At, and use that promo code SGPM because guess what? Sean and Ryan are going in a contest with the other v shows to see who could sell the most subscriptions and the winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future, but Sean and Ryan are willing to share that with the people. So this is what happens. Go to v slash subscribe, v slash subscribe. Use promo code SGP to sign up and then take that receipt and go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash and submit your proof of purchase and you will absolutely have a chance if they win the contest and they get that thousand dollar Super Bowl future they will give you an equal piece if it hits they will definitely do that I mean this is a, a podcast of the people this is a podcast that's trying to give you money so go to slash subscribe promo code Sgp and then go to slash vson and submit that proof of purchase for a chance to win some of that super bowl future because I know that we can sell the most, uh, for VSIN, we can definitely do that. So let's get Sean and Ryan that win in the contest. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytic platform with player props, parlays, game lines, researching everything in the NFL, NBA, MLB, soccer. I used it for some of my player props today, so I can't wait to tell you about that. Any parlay idea into the hall into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer and they will give you the hit rate of that parlay which is really really great. Stop betting in the dark and join the over thirty thousand dollars thirty thousand users. Wow, thirty thousand users with Hall of Fame bets. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty here. Uh, Oh, somebody just tweeted me, Brianna Stewart over 22 and a half for buckets. I mean, I can see it, but I'm still kind of mad at Brianna right now, so I'm not playing her. I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at the voters. I lied. I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at the voters. All right. We have player props. Who goes first here? Is it me or you? I I thought I always go first. Yeah, it's you. Go ahead. Give me your first prop, sir.
1: So the first one I'm going to go with is going to be Jared Goff. I'm going to take him under 258 and a half passing yards at minus 140. I think this number is too high, simply put, especially with Green Bay being pretty good against the pass and bad against the run. I do think that the Lions, assuming Montgomery's going to play, might lean a bit more into the ground game. But goff has gone under this number in five of his last seven games, dating back to last year, obviously. Packers are allowing just 199.7 passing yards per game, which is the 10th fewest in the league. And you mentioned that Amin Ra's banged up, which is a problem since he's obviously the best passing option or receiving option for this team. And the Packers are allowing 136.7 rushing yards per game, which is tied for the fifth most in the league. I think 258 and a half is too high. Simply put, I'll take the under at minus 140.
0: All right. I'm going to give out a, J- a Jared Goff prop, too, since you want to give out a Jared Goff prop. Give me Jared Goff over half interception at plus 110. Plus 110? Jared Goff outdoors in Green Bay after they just cost them a playoff berth last year?
1: By the way, it is pretty fitting that Goff was like 20 pass attempts away from the all-time record for the longest stretch without a pick, and then he threw picks in back-to-back games. It's kind of I, I, fitting, I isn't mean, it?
0: It is perfect. It's regression. And, it's going to happen. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the regression rolls over into one more game because, again, his Green Bay secondary is pretty good. Green Bay, 7 fuse, fuse receiving yards, two-wide receiver position. They guard the wide receiver really well. That's behind the back of Zaire Alexander, absolutely. And with Jared Goff, I mean, he's going to sling the ball around. Like he's going to throw the ball around and he's going to put, he's going to take chances. He's going to gamble. And I just think that this will be an opportunity for this Green Bay Packers defense to kind of clean up on that. So give me Jared Goff over half interception at plus plus one ten. think that's, I, I understand why it's plus money. I'm just fading it.
1: For me, I'm going to actually stick with the quarterbacks and I'm going to take the exact same prop, but I'm going to switch it up a bit. I'm going to go with the interception market. Give me Jordan Love under half an interception at plus 110. I don't know why this is plus money. I don't really get it. He's not thrown a pick in two of the first three games of the season. He doesn't attempt many passes. Now, the argument could be Detroit's run defense might force the Packers into throwing a bit more, but we'll see. Once again, the Packers' running game hasn't exactly been great lately because Aaron Jones hasn't played. And I think we all know A.J. Dillon isn't a real starting running back. He's a backup spill guy. And I do think that Aaron Jones coming back will help out the ground game. But Love has attempted less than 28 passes in two of the first three games. So I don't really see the volume being there. He attempted 44 passes in week three because they were trailing for about the entire game. So I do think, once again, game flow played a factor in the pass attempts. They want to limit him to around mid-20s. And I do think because of that, interception at plus 110 does feel... I mean, a no interception of 110 does feel like a pretty good steal. And the Lions have also really not been good at intercepting passes this season. They intercepted uh-huh. Mahomes because the ball went right through Tony's hands and it turned into a pick six. And they have no interceptions in the last two games. So Detroit has one interception, which was pretty fluky because it was a perfect pass to Tony. And Tony literally ricocheted right into the guy's hands. So I don't really trust Detroit's defense to intercept passes. And getting plus 110 for a limited number of pass attempts I do think is a pretty solid value play. Give me love, no interception, a plus one ten.
0: All right. I'm going over to the tight end, Luke Musgrave. So let's look at what the Lions have done against tight ends this season. And because it's a short season thus far, I'm gonna read off every tight end. Kyle Pitts five for 41. John that's, Smith that's like a hundred yards for
1: Kyle Pitts, by the way. 40-something yes, yards, it is. that's like a hundred yards.
0: Yes, it is. Kyle Pitts, 5 for 41. Jonathan Smith, 5 for 37. Noah Fant five, 4 for 56. Cody Parkinson, 2 for 41. Will Disley, 3 for 35. Noah Gray, 3 for 31. Blake Bell, 2 for 12. Argument potentially for Kyle Pitts because we know he's an athlete, but he just hasn't been used at all. Luke Musgrave is probably the best tight end out of that entire list. He's definitely the best tight end in terms of situation. The fact that he's really not sharing snaps real for real and he's dominating, you know, whatever targets he does get. He's dominating him. He's not splitting them with DeGora consistently. Like he's consistently the tight end target if there is a tight end target for Green Bay. Whereas Falcons, Pitts and Jonu Smith, Seahawks, Fant, Parkinson and Disley and Chiefs at that point in time with no Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray and Blake Bell. You add those together, and Luke Musgrave, if he amounts to even barely the same level of production as these tight ends by himself, he's going to get over this. 37 and a half receiving yards, he's going to get over this. I like his over three and a half receptions as well, because as you see, every single game they've gone clear over three interceptions to, I mean, three receptions to the uh tight end position. I think that this is a get right game for Luke Musgrave. I think this is the coming out party for Luke Musgrave. Or you could say last week was the coming out party, and this is just reinforcing it. I think Luke Musgrave can really have a pretty good day here, and it can either be through a high volume of receptions, or he can get that big reception that really takes a big chunk of this receiving yardage out. Over 37 and a half just feels like stealing. So give me Luke Musgrave over 37 and a half receiving yards.
1: I like the over in general for Musgrave because I said during our division preview of the NFC North, I thought Musgrave was a very underrated tight end and I thought he'd have a very good year and so far so good. So I've, you get an argument from me. My last prop's going to be actually a defense prop. I didn't like the kickers this week, so I'm going to go with a defense prop. I'm going to go with Rasul Douglas over three and a half tackles and assists at hmm. minus 140. He's had at least four tackles and assists in 14 of the last 20 games. He's played every snap this year. He's not missed one snap. So he's going to be on the field every single defensive play. And he had five tackles and assists in each of the two games against Detroit last year. But once again, three and a half for a guy dating back to last year, who's gone over this number in 14 of his last 20. I think it's a really solid deal. I'll lay the 140.
0: All right. So my last prop is a little contingent because I really want to fade that Green Bay run defense with the starting running back for the lions. But I didn't get a line on that because they don't even know who's starting running back for the Lions is going to be. So currently I have a handicap as Zaire Alexander is playing in this game. If he's playing in this game, I love Amin Ross St. Brown under 74 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over. He's played four career games against Green Bay. He's only gone over this once. Green Bay has done a pretty good job limiting him. And I think that with Zaire Alexander out there, one, again, Thursday night game, expect this to go under, expect Lions to run the ball a little bit more. I think less opportunity is going to be there. And I don't think Zaire Alexander is just going to fold and let Amin Ra, who's also a little banged up in his own right, just run around the field on him. So I'm, I'm under 74 and a half receiving yards. However, I am watching the injury report on this because if he, he, Alexander is playing I'm not on this bet anymore, and I will pivot to whoever the starting running back of the Lions is in their rushing yards because at that point we should know. But for the most part, I feel pretty confident about taking this bet because I do think that Alexander is going to play this week. And so I'm in Ross St. Brown under 74 and a half receiving yards. That is my last prop.
1: All right. I, know. I got no feedback on that.
0: Appreciate it. Let's go ahead and get into our DFS lineup before we get up out of here. Scott, over to you. You can read off your team, and then I will do the same.
1: All right. A reminder, Terrell and I use different platforms, so keep an eye out for that.
0: He's on FanDuel. I I am on DraftKings. Yes.
1: Uh, So my MVP in this one, I actually went with Jordan Love uh, as my MVP just because I do like the rushing upside, and I do think that there is a chance he gets a rushing touchdown. And if he does, that's definitely going to be in the million-dollar lineup if he gets a rushing touchdown, because Detroit's defense is fine, and I do know that Green Bay, once again, is going to try to get the run game involved with uh, Jones probably being back in the lineup, but the Lions are good against the run. So I can see a world where Green Bay maybe sets up the play action, maybe ends up getting Musgrave involved a little bit, but I do think looking at Love as my captain – He impressed me last week, and he's impressed me this season. I think he's pretty solid. He's a consistent, I'd say, 18 to 20-point guy. And I do think with the rushing touchdown upside, that could get into the mid-20s. So I got to love as my MVP. For my flex, I actually went with Musgrave uh, because of all the reasons you mentioned before. I think Musgrave's in a good spot to put together a solid body of work. And I do think that Musgrave is in line for what should be 50-plus yards, five catches, maybe a touchdown. Like, I think he's got a pretty good floor, and there is touchdown upside. So I did go with Musgrave there. I think he's in line for a good performance. For the other one, I actually did not pick amon ra I had to take a stand somewhere. I took Gibbs, and it's going to be a dangerous proposition because Montgomery's supposed to come back, and I know I mentioned before I like Montgomery anytime touchdown. But I feel like so many people are going to pivot to Montgomery that there's value on Gibbs. Because Gibbs still catches passes. He's still kind of a Swiss Army knife. Is Detroit using him properly? No. Can he still reach the end zone? Yes. And I do think that Montgomery, even if he does play, might be on a snap count. So I'm going to go with Gibbs as my third option here. I think Gibbs is in a good spot to maybe get low ownership for a guy who should be on the field a decent amount. Give me Gibbs as my third guy. My fourth one was obvious. I took Romeo Dobbs. Is three touchdowns this year. There's really not much more to say. Like, it is, I think he's too cheap, and I do think he's in line for a pretty good spot here, especially if Green Bay can't run the ball. Give me Dobbs at a salary of ten thousand five hundred. And my last one is a bit of a rogue option here. I went with Dontavian Wicks at seven thousand five hundred. I think he's cheap, and if you're looking at the actual receiving core for the Packers, he's currently second in snap count. Now, Watson might play, and that's going to throw a wrinkle into things. But I do think Wicks, as of right now, not knowing if Watson's going to play or not, has had a decent role so far with this team. He has a touchdown already this season. Give me Wicks at 7500 That line just feels a little that, – that price feels a little bit cheap. I think it's a pretty good deal. So, once again, my lineup, love MVP, Gibbs, Musgrave, Dobbs, and Wicks.
0: All righty. Following that up. I got I went contrarian because I think that this is a spot, especially with the short number that a lot again, everybody's using gamblers' fallacy. Oh, the Packers lost to the Falcons. Oh, the Lions just destroyed the Falcons. Oh, the Lions are going to destroy the Packers. Not so fast as Lee Corso would say. Give me pa- Green Bay Packers defense because I think defense does step up in this one. They're able to force turnovers. They're going to make things a little bit rougher on that Lions offense that I'm not 100% sold on. So I think this Packers defense. I took I gave them out for a first touchdown defensive score. So I think that they can get into the end zone. If they do, I absolutely want that those points. Uh, you know, maximized in that captain slot. So I went Contrarian Green Bay Packers defense for That's your that is my captain. Okay. And then I followed it up with Gibbs, and that's kind of the, the hedge. I, I didn't know if Montgomery was going to play or not. I kind of went Gibbs because I can play Gibbs in two different ways. You look at what Green Bay is doing against the running back position this year, and they are one of the worst. They're giving up the third most receiving yards to running backs, and they are giving up the 10th most rushing yards to running backs. What does Gibbs do really well? Catch passes out of the backfield. What can he also do? he can also be a running back and run. So I think that we can get an opportunity for Gibbs to finally have that game that everybody's been waiting for from him. And we might be a little bit on the chalkier side. I'm looking at his projected ownership, still projected 34, 35% ownership. So a little bit higher. People are still backing Gibbs. I think he pays off I think it might go
1: down if Montgomery's confirmed. And he'll still be around 30, but I expect less if Montgomery's active.
0: And Montgomery is currently at six, but he is more and he's more expensive. I think that's also another reason is that he's more expensive than uh Gibbs. Well he's got more I, touch
1: on upside, which is the argument, but
0: I went with Aaron Jones for my next one. Aaron Jones, I mean, he if he plays, he's gonna be amazing. And again, Lions, seventh most receiving yards, giving up to running backs. That's what Aaron Aaron Jones is like, one of the best receivers on the team. And so I think that he's able to catch out the backfield. I think he's going to be – he's a better runner than A.J. Dillon, and uh, they really did miss him these past couple of games, and I think that would have made that Saints game a lot easier if Aaron Jones was in there. So I think if Aaron Jones is healthy, he's going to get a healthy workload in this game. Sam Porta I took him as well. Very good tight end. I don't really have to say any more about Sam Porter. Very good tight end, especially if Ross is a little banged up. I think he's going to get a lot of looks. I did have Jordan Love in my lineup as well. I like the rushing touchdown upside, and I just had the upside of if he gets the ball to Aaron Jones and the last person in my lineup, Luke Musgrave, then Jordan Love is going to produce fantasy points, and I want that on my team. So I went with the Jordan Love stack of him and Aaron Jones kind of fading the wide receivers because this Lions team and the Packers are both really good against the wide receiver to begin uh, begin this season. Seventh few is receiving yards to the wide receiver for the Packers, and eighth few is for the Lions. So I kind of faded receiver overall. That felt like a very different way to go with this lineup. So I have two tight ends in Musgrave and Laporta, two running backs in Gibbs and Jones, Jordan Love and Green Bay Packers anchoring the captain slot. This feels like a very, very good lineup for me. So, very contrarian there on my lineup. Let's take it in the lock again. Anytime touchdown, and let's get an underdog contest in and let's get up out of here, Scott, because the Liberty are kicking off now. It, it, well, in about five minutes. So, for my lock, come on now. Under 46. It's Thursday night football. Not thinking too hard into this under 36. The, these games are com- consistently ugly. I just told you in the beginning of the show, neither of these teams at practice. Neither of these teams practice. They just did walk. neither of these teams practice this week. I expect to see a, a ugly, ugly game. I think anything can happen in this game. So I am a 100% locked in on the under 46 for this one. And for my anytime touchdown, I am going with. Who am I want to go with this time?
1: You go Musgrave.
0: Mm, are you? Are I think I might
1: too much on Musgrave.
0: I have a lot on Musgrave. I do. Uh let's see here. Let me look and see what's interesting. Oh, Aaron Jones is a baby dog. I'm not interested in that. Her not interested in any dull. of the running. I'm not interested. No, so Dylan is minus 120. And I think it's because they there might not be optimism that Aaron Jones plays, but I think he plays. Uh, Gibbs and Montgomery are baby dogs. I'm not big on Amon I Don't even know if Watson's gonna play. I I'm really good on yeah.
1: You on Green Bay defense? Special teams?
0: No, I'm going. I'm I'm just gonna go Musgrave. I'm not going to think too hard about this. Lions suck against the tight end. I've been on Musgrave. That was the handicap for the show. I said that I felt like this was a breakout game for him. A touchdown definitely makes it a breakout game. Give me Luke Musgrave at three to one.
1: All right. uh, For my lock, I also wanted to take the under. So I might have to pivot a little bit. You know what? I think I'll go with my defensive prop that I mentioned before. I'm going to go with Rasul Douglas over three and a half tackles and assists of minus 140. It's just random enough to work. Uh, I do think once again, when he's gone over this number in 14 of his last 20, he's played every defensive snap so far this season. I think that he's in line to get some tackles and he had five in each of the first two games against the line, uh, each of the two games last year against Detroit. So I do co-sign the under, but bad things happen when we double lock stuff. So keep that in mind. So I'm not officially double locking it, but I do like it a lot. I'm going with Rasul Douglas, though, over three and a half tackles and assists as my lock. And for my touchdown, give me Romeo Dobbs at plus 190. Once again, he's had a touchdown in two of the first three games this season. He has three touchdowns in general. He's Love's favorite red zone target. That's good enough for me. Give me Dobbs at plus 190.
0: All right. Let's see here. Underdog pick'em contest. I threw... Luke Musgrave in their higher 39 and a half receiving yards. I just are you
1: allowed to double dip by the way? Can you take the receptions and the yards, or they don't want like you?
0: Cannot the take two of the same. That's player. what I figured. Okay. Yes, you cannot. There was no Russell Douglas on here, so I could not play that for you.
1: I don't like the kickers, so we can't see if they have a picture or not because it doesn't matter. Shout out to Aubrey, by the way, gave me a hard time, and that was the winning like.
0: I didn't have a picture. Uh, I feel yeah, like no, that was one anyway. it was warranted. It was warranted though. He didn't have a picture. Like everybody a picture. everybody on the Lions and the Green Bay and Green Bay have a picture. I'm just going to throw that out there. But
1: Green Bay's You know, he's still pitch.
0: hit. So, you want to you want to throw golf lower passing yards? I can co-sign that. Oh, what number do they have?
1: Cuz I saw that one was 253 and a half. half. I guess I was going to say I got 258 and a half. Um, it's your props if you want it. I'll go love under an interception.
0: Okay. So we have Jordan Love, lower half an interception. That is prop number two.
1: You co signed that, by the way?
0: Yeah. I like Jordan Love. I'm, I'm, I think I'm the most pro Jordan Love out of anybody in SGPN. Actually, I think he's good. Yeah. I think he's good too. And they're, they're, they're not going to put him in situations in Lambeau. Like if they're, if this happens, it's going to be because of a tip ball. It's not going to be because Jordan Love made a bad decision.
1: And if Jones plays, there's a less volume for him to actually throw one. But, all right, so we got Let's two. Um, I mean, do you want to go with Amon-Ra Under go- and go full contrarian? You Want LaPorta? I, what do you want?
0: I like I like Amon-Ra Under. I mean, they've been really good against, but it's also like we don't know 100% about Xavier Alexander, and I will admit the fact that we don't know 100% about him. I could go LaPorta. LaPorta doesn't LaPorta would not make me mad at all.
1: No, what's the number on LaPorta? The, uh,
0: because I don't have let me see because they don't have golf interception up here. And they yeah, we can so we can do Amara under we can do Laporta. Laporta's at 41 and a half. Feels pretty four, four receptions. Green Bay has been kind of okay against tight end. Let's just go up. Yeah, yeah, we can go with Amara Amara's at 73 and a half. That's a lot for for our under game. That's a lot. Yep. Yeah. All right. Throw Amaron in there. So there you go. Underdog contest for Thursday night football, Green Bay Packers, and Detroit Lions style. We have Jordan Love lower half an interception. Luke Musgrave higher 39 and a half receiving yards. And Amin Ross St. Brown lower 73 and a half receiving yards. Scott, I don't think we've ever done two lowers and a higher this this can only go well that is a six to one contest winner we just gave out people make sure you use that promo code sgpn for new customers and you can get your first deposit doubled up to five hundred dollars scott anything else for the people before we get up out of here
1: no not really we're back once again for the afternoon games tomorrow So keep our on uh, uh thursday thursday yeah so keep an eye out for that
0: absolutely and for the four people that are catching us on the stream make sure y'all come and check us out while we do this 7 p.m tuesdays every tuesday 7 p.m eastern we are here make sure you join us at nfl gambling podcast or on youtube make sure you co follow us there and make sure you like the video and if you're catching this late make sure you like the video right now and if you're catching this in your ears through via podcast make sure you go wherever you're listening to your podcast leave a five-star review for us and you can say anything bad or good matter of fact you should actually leave a five-star review and just leave first touchdown because i've given out first touchdown winners all season literally so I mean, come on, show us some love. That's all I ask That's all I ask. You, you, you win something with us. Just leave us a five-star review. That I think that's the least. That's the least you could do because this is free, people. Free content we're giving you. Other than that, I have nothing to say. Nothing else. No other way of ending the podcast. Just to end it like this, we are out of here.